Is that true, Shelley? Is that true? Hello? Sorry, sorry, sorry. What's true? Is that true? What? That you're going to walk away. Sometimes. <laughs> Not today, though? Not today. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, so what's going on? How you doing today? Fine. Everything going okay? Yes. Really? Well, no, but I'm fine. Boy, the show's off to a great start already, isn't it? You know what? Think about what? think about how lucky we are. Today's Tuesday. It's been three days since we shot down anything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's been this. You know what? I heard a guy yesterday. We'll talk about this a little further on. Okay, NORAD, which is the North American, you know, which is what's scrambling the fighters and the whole bit. Right. It was like started like 1958. Up until up and right. yeah, um, 1958, back in the 50s. Okay, so we're talking like 60 plus years ago. Okay, up until last Monday or whenever where they shot down the balloon over the over the the Atlantic off the coast of South Carolina, they've never shot anything down in the 50 in the 60 plus years history of NORAD, they've never shot anything down. And in, it's probably because they didn't have a reason to because it wasn't flying over our airspace. Well, but in a week, they shot down four things. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, we wait 60 years, and then we shoot down four things. See, now it's sort of interesting because they're now claiming that they think some of these things they shot down were like hobbyist things. Like guys who, you know, because there are guys who, and there's probably a lot of them here in St. Louis you know, who have the aeronautical knowledge working for Boeing or something like that. Because remember, once upon a time, I don't know if that's still the case, but back in the day, because I went to school with a lot of their kids, a lot of the fathers here in the St. Louis area, especially in North County, were aeronautical engineers and working at McDonnell Douglas. Remember, McDonnell Douglas made the F-4 Phantom, which was a very popular fighter. Uh, they also made the Gemini space capsule, which I think was really? made. Really? I did not know oh, that. Yeah, it was, I think it was made right here in St. Louis. You know, it's crazy stuff. All the stuff that was, you know, I mean, and and a lot of the military aircraft. You figure that that you know all the Boeing stuff, the, you know the, uh, you know a lot of that stuff it was either designed or I mean now that's Boeing, they don't really do that much as here anymore. But it was McDonnell Douglas back in the day. A lot of it was done right here in St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's guys out there who are going like, you know, like okay, I wonder if I can get up to. 60,000 feet with my, you know, and what's interesting is now they're claiming that one of the, I don't know if this is true or not, this is what I read, that one of the pilots called one of the things he shot down look like an octopus with rotors on each on each arm. I'm going like, that's what you call a drone, you know what I mean, you know what a drone looks like? I mean, yeah. because yeah, I do. most of the consumer drones have like four pods that stick out from the main body that where the rotors are. Are, are mounted, but there are some commercial ones that had multiple arms, more than four arms, and I believe there's, I believe there is one that has eight arms, and because it's like with regular aircraft, the more the more engines you have, the more power you have, and the more lifting cap- capability you have. You know, like that's why a 747 has four engines because it's got a lot of lift. So the more engines you put on it, and I think I have to look that up, but I believe. There are several commercial drones that have like multiple, more than four engines on it. So maybe they shot down, maybe that was the test flight for for um, Amazon, and they were delivering somebody's package, and now that package had been blown up. And the other thing that came out was 
the the one that they shot down, the latest one they shot down over uh, Lake Huron, you know, off of Mich- Michigan's coast. Uh huh. The first missile missed. Well, like, well, hold on a minute now. <laughs> How can it miss? Because he's supposedly like, are these heat-seeking? You know, once they fire the missile, whatever they're aimed at, it's doomed. Not this case. And here's the interesting thing: they have no idea where the missile went. Does that make oh, you? Oh, that's good. Does that make you feel good or not? Maybe oh, it's, it makes me feel proud to be an American. Maybe it's still up there floating around, and some poor guy is going to have it come through his living room wall or something like that. You because know? he's got the the um the fireplace on. I guess yeah, exactly. He's got his fireplace on, and the missile hits his 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 hits his chimney. Uh, you know, not to make fun of this, but. This is just. But how can you help? Well, how can you help is, not to? Okay, we didn't talk about this much, but yesterday it got to be a big topic because of the fact that the guy who was head of NORAD on Sunday when he was being interviewed about the fourth one, the one they shot down over Lake Huron, one of the reporters asked him what it was, and he didn't he didn't eliminate anything, including aliens, and he essentially said it could be anything, and so then yesterday. The White House walked that back. Oh, it's not aliens. It's not aliens. You know, and you know who the person that was saying that was? Uh, who? Jean-Claude Pierre, whatever her name is. I think she's an alien. I don't think she's from this planet. I think she's from... It's a woman. Her name is Jean-Claude. No, what's her name? Corinne Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is. You know... Oh, you were <laughs> saying like Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, you know... <laughs> three names I'll be honest with you and don't don't you know and matter of fact when you have and this is not always necessarily true when you have a hyphenated name normally the person that goes along with that name name is a little bit different shall we say you know what I'm saying think about no. it well, think about it for a minute do you know do you know why do you know do you know the story which quite honestly I agree with this you know the Sam Bankman-Fried guy? You know why he has a hyphenated last name? Because his wife is a big deal. No, 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 no. He is as well. And no, 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 to, no, no. Uh... His mother and father, when they got married, they kept their names. She did not switch her name. So he calls himself, his, his last name is his father and mother's last name together hyphenated. I think Bankman is his father's last name and Freed is his mother's last name. I have to look that up. So he's he's Bankman Freed. And by the way, have you seen this? I don't know if this is true or not. I saw this yesterday and I thought to myself, okay, if this if you don't know what we're talking about, this Sam Bankman Freed is this guy who ran this multi billion dollar crypto exchange called FTX, okay? And it crashed. And people had. Oh, it did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on. You know where you been? Yes. I mean, like people have lost billions of dollars. Billions with a B. This makes this makes the uh, the Bernie Madoff thing look like kids play. Okay. And the bizarre. So, Go ahead. How can the, how can the government say that um, the pot places that they will take their money and convert it to Bitcoin? Well, it's not. It, it's see, he's not. He didn't create any of the the alternate currencies like the cryptocurrency. He uh-huh. was like a clearinghouse for them. So in other words, what you did was if you bought, he was like the savings and loan or the you know the FDIC. Oh, that's a bad example. He was like the guy that if you had if you bought cryptocurrency because 
I don't think too many banks in St. Louis will let you put crypto in there in your bank account. I don't think that's the way it works. I think it's all dollars, and I think that's because it's regulated by the federal government. But but see, the interesting part of this is that cryptocurrencies are not regulated, and that's what people like about it because of the fact that the government does know what you're doing. I mean, you know, like let's yeah, say yeah, but then don't they have some type of uh, security? If the banks are involved with the crypto, no, but the banks, that means that they'd be insured. The banks aren't involved with the crypto. I well, some one at least one bank is. Well, well, no. Somehow or another, the exchange was you put your money in, you kept your crypto. See, this is the problem with the whole thing with crypto. That's your right foot you well, put in. No, no. This is the whole problem with they talk about this thing. You hear these commercials on. You hear them all the time on. You see them on TV all the time. Times are not good. There's dis, there's dis, there's unrest in the country. There's distrust of our government. You don't want to have your money in dollars. You want to have your money in gold. Yes, you want to have your money in gold. Okay, so you get gold. Okay, you get a bar of gold, and let's say the the, the as you call it, the stuff hits the fan. What's your term again? The defecation contacts the rotary oscillator. Okay, so you don't have any dollars at your house. You have a bunch of gold coins. Okay, so you go yeah. down to your car dealership and you say, hey, I need to buy a four-wheel drive vehicle because of the fact that things are getting weird and, and the government's crashed. And here's here's the coins. There's no there's no set level anymore. So the, the, you know, the, the dealership could say, okay, give me two gold coins. And two gold coins would, let's say, would be worth, I don't know, Let's say each gold coin was worth when you bought it was ten thousand dollars. So you had twenty thousand. You had two gold coins worth twenty thousand dollars. So the dealership may say, "Okay, I want a hundred gold coins." And you go, "No, hold on a minute. Now, when I bought these, these coins were worth ten thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, but that was then. Now they're worth twenty bucks a piece. So I want, or they're worth a hundred dollars or whatever. I want twenty of them. Get what I'm saying? I, I mean, do. I mean, a currency is Something that everyone, at least, you know, at least most of the places. Now, you, was it you that told me or was it the smartest woman in the world that told me that the new soccer place does not take cash? If you go to any of the... That was the smartest woman in the world. Okay, if you go down when it opens up or get, did it open up. When you go down and, like, buy a soda, you can't pay cash. And you got to pay it in, you got to have a credit card or something like that, which I think technically is illegal, but that's a whole other story. But the idea being is... Is that when the stuff hits the fan? I mean, we're all sort of screwed anyway, you know, because the only thing that people are going to want are like food, you know, ammunition and guns. You know what I mean? That's pretty much it. You know, food, ammo, and guns, right? And gasoline. Isn't that life staples? And diesel fuel. Oh my gosh. Have you seen how much different it is? You know the di- the diesel fuel compared to regular fuel. I am old enough to remember, and once again, I'm an old guy. I'm old old enough to remember when diesel was half the price of gasoline, and if if gasoline was a buck, a, you know, back in the day, you know, there's a time when gasoline was. I mean, I can remember back then when I got off my horse and buggy, I could go to the gas station and with a dollar put four gallons in my gas tank. I'm telling you. I used to you, do now it. you can't even get <laughs> you get you like get three th- drops. You get a less you get like a quarter of a gallon for a dollar. Okay, so no, you don't even get that much. Well, yeah, you do because of the fact that if, if I think gas is like about three three most places like three three and change three thirty three forty something like that. So if you actually had a, it's down to three oh three in some places 
under three. Well, but still, if you had a dollar, that you give a third of a gallon. Let's say it was three dollars. You've got a dollar. I buy that for a dollar. You get. <laughs> listen to you. Anyway, how do we get talking about that? Okay. Uh, I don't know. We have to take a break. We will be right back. It is six. What time is it, Shelley? It's six twenty-nine. It is BS dot show. Hold on, I forgot to kill that. Okay. Uh, Shelley, do you ever ever have trouble with your with your apps on your phone? All the time. Okay. What kind of trouble do you have with apps on your phone? It all depends on what the app is. Okay. I have a problem where I have an app on my phone that I use almost every day, and I won't say what it is because I don't want to give up what I'm doing because it's nothing illegal. It's just something that is important that I have for multiple locations that we have. Okay. And over the weekend, I started having problems with it. Matter of fact, I made a mistake that for years I've used the same version of this app. And when over the weekend, it started screwing up. Okay. So I called the company yesterday. Nice guy. Worked with him before. He says, oh, he says, uninstall the app and, and reinstall it. Okay. So I just did that earlier this morning. Now I can't find it on my phone. Oh, you have to go, well, at least this is not how on an Android, you have to sit there and you have to, um, uh, you, you swipe up and then it gives you like all of your apps and then there's a search bar there and then you type in the search bar what your app was called and it'll find it for you. Okay, but here's the problem I have. I don't know if that works on, on iPhone. The problem I have is that... Whenever and they do this every time there's a new there's a new update for iOS. They really do. It's <laughs> my apps move around in my phone. You know how do you get used to for oh, okay first screen app upper left hand corner is your camera. Okay, then they yes. put they put a an update through and your camera moves down to third row second position. Like okay, why did that happen? You know what I mean? I think they do that just to tick you off. Those guys in Silicon Valley going like whoa man we're gonna make these guys mad. Okay, now hold there it is right there. I can open it, but it's not. Did you do it? What I told you to do? Okay, say it again now. Do what now? Did you do what I told you no, to do? Tell, tell me again. I'll do it as you say. Okay, I'm gonna do what again? Tell me. Go ahead. Okay. Um, this is educational. Uh huh. Well, okay. it's it's how the androids work. Okay. Well, let me see. If you sit there and you flip up your screen, and that's gonna display all of your. I have to unfold my screen like yours. Unfold, you know, like the Ronco no, fold. No, it has nothing to do with the mechanics of it. Okay, what now? It's like you, you, you look at your screen. Okay, I'm looking at my like screen. Like, go to your home screen. I'm, I'm on my home screen. Okay, so flip it up. You know, run your finger up. Doesn't work. So all the apps will appear. Oh, here it is. Hold on a minute. It ended up. It ended up. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I hate it when this happens. Ended up like stuck in another little thing. You know what I mean? Like it gets stuck. Yeah, I do. It's nested in a... That's not what I want. Hold on a minute. Edit home screen. Do I want to edit home screen? Edit home screen. Is that where you want it to go? I want it to go... I want it to go on my first page of apps where it normally was. Let's put it right... Okay, hold on. Let's put it right there. Okay, I think I got it. Okay. Okay. I think I fixed it. Okay, never mind. Thank you for the information. Okay. You're welcome. Um, stuff to talk about today, which we didn't talk about yesterday. There's all sorts of weird stuff going on. Boy, wasn't the weather beautiful yesterday? Oh, I'm my I'm thinking gosh. to myself, February 13th. Okay, you know what? 
we're going to pay a price for that. You know, it's going to you know it's going to snow in May or something like that. We're going to get I, mean, I can just feel it, can't you? Yeah, we're going to get like 2 feet of snow on May 1st we really or something are. like that. It's just like that was too good. I'm thinking to myself, and I went out last night to get something to eat. No coat on. I'm thinking to myself, it's February 13th. I'm out with no coat driving around, and I'm just absolutely positively comfortable with a long sh- a long sleeve shirt on. How weird is this? You know, it's just crazy time. You know, and it's to the point where on the skill of Brad weird, it's probably about hold like a five. Are you saying that I have a weird scale? You do. I have a why do I have a weird scale? What are you, you talking about? You have your own personal weird scale. Is that good or bad? It's good. You know, interesting thing that that you know, there's all these controversial stuff about about schools, about school districts, and especially school districts. You know, public school districts in in areas that are doing all this woke stuff. Uh huh. Okay. Get this. Hold on a minute. I had to sneeze. Okay. God bless you. Seattle and Portland are having problems with their schools. You know what their problems are? What's that? They have incredibly decreasing enrollment like here's a here's a graph that shows the 2018 the 2019 2020 school year there were 54,000 kids in the seattle school district okay do they have a prayer for us seattle haha i get it okay as of as of the 2022 the 2022 school year the 2022 2023 school year it, it's dropped to 50,000, so they've lost 4,000. And they're saying, they're, they're you know, forecasting this out. By the 2025-2026 school year, it'll drop down to 46,000. So in other words, they've lost. They're projecting that by the year 20, the 2025-2026 school year, which is not all that far away. Technically, it's really only three or two years away. They'll have 20% less or about 18% less kids in the schools than they have right now. Now, what's interesting, the other school districts having problems is the Portland school district. And, you know, once again, if you know what's going on. Uh, in, I don't. Well, Seattle and Portland are the view, are the super woke cities. That's where they remember. That's, that's, isn't that where they closed down the city? And well, yeah, they want to get Rome. right. They want to get rid of the police department. You know, they want to have they want to have, you know, uh, they want to instead of having police officers, they want to have uh, they want to have therapists or whatever you call it, you know, counselors go out on police calls. And I think I told you the friend of mine that <laughs> does this for a living that has a company. She has a not for profit that does this, that where they go into people's homes and she tells me, and this is what's sort of funny. On one hand, they're saying, "Hey, we don't want the police go to these to the into these homes. If there's a problem in the home, we want a counselor, we want a therapist." And she runs a company. Which is so stupid. Well, she runs a company where she has therapists that go into people's homes, and as part of their employee manual, they have a a whole whole chapter in the fact that if they go into homes where they think there's problems. They're supposed to be escorted by a police officer, which is sort of funny. It's like you know the 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 you know the woke you know mayors say, oh, we don't want police responding to to you know to uh, domestic violence calls. We want a counselor to go to a domestic violence call, and yet that's what she does to a certain extent. That's what her company does, and she won't go into a home or nor nor send any of her counselors in there if there's any kind of a problem. They want to send the police in first. So I'm going like, oh, okay, let's think about this for a minute. Okay, so anyway. These are very woke cities, Port, Portland or Seattle. And 
even they don't know what's going on. It's sort of interesting because they're going like, well, we can't really figure it out. And they've come up with a couple different answers. They say that, and this is sort of interesting. I don't know if this is true or not because I've heard just the opposite. They say that some of the kids, the parents, loved having their kids at home and found joy in homeschooling their kids. So therefore, when the schools opened back up, the parents said, hey, we like having our kids here at home. We're just going to keep them here at home and continue homeschooling. Do you believe that one? <laughs> well, in in my case, how could I do that? I mean, I I got my GED and I'm I'm pretty smart. It's just, you know, how could I help someone go through high school when I didn't even do it myself? Okay, in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, uh, the school districts have had an eight percent loss of students just since 2019. Eight percent. Most of that decrease was really? at, yeah. Most of that decrease was at the elementary level, but Portland Public Schools officials do not plan to close any schools. The outlet reported. Garrison Stuber suspects as a desire for stability is motivating some parents who have kept their children out of public schools post-pandemic. Quote, a lot of homeschool parents said, we don't want the schools to pull the rug out from underneath this, she said. And as a remote learning forced many parents to effectively take on homeschooling duties, Garrison Stuber said oh. some families found joy in taking their children's education into their own hands. Quote, homeschool's dirty little secret. You end up really liking your kids, she said. They're enthusiastic about what they're getting into and the things that they're learning. Okay. Were you enthusiastic about the things that you were learning? Most of the stuff, no, because it was boring junk, you know? It was I, only boring, Brad, because you probably were like two No, it was I two uh classes behind no, where you I was just been. bored in school all the time. I was just bored in, but see see, this see, is the because Okay. You're wicked smart. No, no. They should have advanced you to two grades. No. What my it happened to my brother? My brother got advanced to grade. Did I ever tell you that story? No. My brother graduated from high school when he was 16 because <laughs> he skipped the grade. I think he skipped second or third grade. One of those two. Okay. But you know your parents must have been really wicked smart to. Uh, no, my my brother is Holly. Is Holly as smart as you boys? Oh, my brother got all the smarts. I mean, you know, matter of fact, matter of fact, here's the problem. We had a we had a we had an OBGYN who was drunk when they delivered. He was sober when they delivered my brother and my sister, but he was drunk when he delivered me, and instead of whacking me on the butt, he whacked me on the, in the head. And he was a Cardinals fan. He whacked me on the head with a with Stan Musial baseball bat. So that's why I've had problems all these years. So, you know, my brain's not functional. My brother and Blame sister... Blame it on the rain, brother. My, my brother and sister are super smart. I'm dumb. I'm like, I do dumb stuff all the time. You know, I own radio stations. That's really dumb. <laughs> no, but, but, but going back to this, see, nowadays... Homeschooling 20, 30, 40 years ago would have been hard. Homeschooling now is like a piece of cake because you got the Internet. You just sit the kids down. You go, hey, today we're going to study blah, blah, blah. Look in, under Wikipedia. Look a uh, Battle of the Bulge. Bang. And there's 14,000 you know, sites you can go to study the Battle of the Bulge. And you can see videos, and you can, you know, see, you can hear, you know, through the the magic that is the internet. You can hear veterans talk about, well, when we went in, the first line was decimated by the Germans, but the second line, we took the hill, you know. And you can hear, you can see maps, and you can see videos, you know. I mean, and think about it: the history that's happened in the last 20 years, it's got video OTA. You know what OTA is? Over the air? No, well, that could be, but it could also be out the, <laughs> see what I'm saying? So, out the bum? Uh, yeah, out the bum. Okay, think about nowadays, anything that happens, like, 
there's 14,000 video clips that come out from one event because everybody's got their phone. You go to concerts nowadays, nobody's watching the performers on stage. They're watching it on their phone. Get what I'm saying? You know, you see these shots of concert, you know, people like the first three rows. Everybody's got their phone up. Nope. And what's interesting about that is I read an interesting story about this. The guy said the problem we have now is the current generation, and you and me included with our phones, we don't live for the minute. We live for the recollection of the minute through a video. So in other words, back in the day when we had no no phone to record stuff, we were living for that minute. We were there. Our eyes were on the performer. Our eyes were on some guy signing a bill. Our eyes were on some guy robbing a bank. You know, we were living that moment. Now, we don't live that moment. We record that moment, and we live it later. Does that make any sense? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I think it makes total sense. When he said that, I thought to myself, that's exactly right, because... We are we're taking that moment and we're recording it. We're not actually watching it with our eyes. We're watching it through our phone screen, because that's what you do. You hold your phone up. You you put it in video mode. You hold your phone up and you move it around. And you know what? This is one of my pet peeves. People don't take vertical videos. They suck. Turn the phone 90 degrees and use it like it's supposed to be used, not vertical. People. <laughs> People who need people. I sang that yesterday. I know. Are the luckiest people <laughs> in the world. It's Hey, Shelly, what time is it? It is time for us to go on break, and it is 6.48. You know, sometimes the best parts of this show are the, show, are the parts that nobody hears because it's stuff that Shelly says to me off air. We go into that last break, and Shelly says to me, Go ahead, say it. I don't know what I said. You said, you know, you have three different voices. You do. <laughs> okay. What are my three different voices? <laughs> Seriously. What you am I, have your what am frustrated voice. What's my frustrated voice? I don't know. I can't. I, I'm not a person who... who you know, who, can, can, I, can I be honest with you? Sure. You're right about that because... I this, know. this happened to me on Saturday where I'm in the middle of trying to solder a connector. I'm working on some stuff here at the radio station. Okay, Which I'm, is your skill. I'm soldering a connection, and it's not going well. And Cold? No, no. It's just it, what what's happening was the... Did you flux it? Did you tin your wire? <laughs> you don't do that anymore. You solder car wire and don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay, anyway. Oh, um, I'll always tin my wires. When I was working on this connector... It started to melt, and one of the pins of the connector was not straight, and I was frustrated with it. And in the middle middle of me trying to fix it, one of my family members calls me, and I was not necessarily happy and bright with that person, and I apologize right now. How's that? I apologize to, to who that was. You do have that voice. Well, but it's voice just, you just kind of want to see rip out your your vocal cords. Here, hold, hold, hold. Okay. Um, I have someone, smartest woman in the world, says I have four voices. Really? That's what, okay, so what are my three voices? My three voices are what? My my what voice is what? Again, now my, my frustrated voice, right? You have your frustrated voice. Okay. You have the voice that when you're done with someone, talking to them, you know that you're done. You have that voice. Okay. You have this very charming voice. And then you're right. He does have four. 
Because he's got his Brad version of Bob Ross. <laughs> Which is what? Huh? <laughs> Which is what? Oh, it's oh my gosh! It's, it's, it's a beautiful painting. Oh, it's so nice to be able you to, have, to put you, that you, that paint I don't on know. the it's canvas. Like you change an octave, and then you slow it down, and it's it's very charming. Oh yes, I I love to I love it when I put paint on canvas. It makes me feel so good, like Bob Ross. No 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 no. <laughs> I knew that you would now. No, 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 no. Okay, so I have four voices. Okay, whatever. What's what's your four? What's what do you think his four voices are? Okay. Smartest woman in the world. Okay. See, here's something. What did she say? No, here's something that's very important as far as the radio is concerned. Okay. Right now, when I'm talking, if I'm here talking to you, if you and I were at at a restaurant or you and I were at a chamber of commerce meeting. This is me, correct? This is me talking, right? Yes. It's yes. not a phony voice. Hey, hey, boys and girls, this is Brad on the radio. Hey, come on, we're moving and grooving. It's not the radio jerkazoid voice, okay? And Which the, people like. What? The, the voice like that, the guys, hey, it's KSLZ. They do. Z1077, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> not not to bring up another station, but you know Casey? Yeah. Who does their, that? What well, see it's interesting because there was it's not as much as it used to be but in radio imaging where the guy comes on and says it's always like like and don't take this the wrong way I'm going to mention a guy and you know him and I know him and I'm not trying to make fun of him but the guy's name is Jimmy Fish okay yeah and everything he does very he, talented he sounds like he's mad hey you're listening to real talk 93.3 yeah if you don't listen we're gonna come punch you in the nose because we're real talk 93.3 yeah we don't like you we tolerate you as a listener we quite honestly we could care less if you listen to our station because we're real 93.3 and that's the like the Casey guy. He snarls at you, Casey ninety five. You not you better listen to our station, or pigs gonna come over and poop in your living room. Casey ninety five, yeah. And yeah, in case you don't realize, that is a joint hanging out of Sweetmeat's mouth, despite what Shelley thinks, because she's got a GED. If she had a college education, she would know that was a joint hanging out of Sweetmeat's mouth. How's that? Um, actually, I would be more <laughs> l- likely to. Know what a joint is from not continuing to go to school. So, so that's that's you're talking about the Casey, the guy who talks like that. Yeah, Casey ninety five. He's like he's is mad. Is that Jimmy Fish? No, but but see, it so sounds see, like him. I, if you went to the store and you walked up to McDonald's and you walked up to the counter and the guy turned around and says, "Yeah, what do you want?" Would you go, whoa, whoa, what's wrong? Yeah, you want cheese on that? You want it with fries? You want to you wanna supersize it? Yeah, well, get out of my face. they need to be in another working <laughs> location besides working the drive-thru. <laughs> That's, that would not be the kind of guy I would want to have wait on me. Not the Casey voice, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, get the hell out of my store. Uh, who let you in the door anyway? And don't let the door hit you on the way out. Casey 95, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. You feel better? I do feel better. 
Oh, good. I feel much better. Okay, next hour, we're going to talk about the guy who covered his car in rice. We're going to talk about the cheerleader who got thrown out of a of a, of a, of a basketball game, the cheerleader. And we'll talk about my experience with what happened to me Sunday, which is pretty funny. It's 6.59. It is BS.show. Okay, three things to talk about right now. One, the cheerleader got thrown out of a, high, of a college basketball game. Two, the guy that dried out his car. And three... What happened to me on Sunday? Number one, I saw this video and I thought this was this is actually sort of one of these bizarre, strange incidents that happened at a college football uh, basketball game. Mississippi Valley State and Alabama A and M tie a tough game. They're tied at sixty three. Now you know when they when they score, the make I'm going to paint the word picture here. When they score, the other team brings the ball in from out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, the other team. When, let's say the ball goes through the basket, and so in other words, they're going from from right to left. The 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 other teams, the one team scores, and then the referee gets the ball, throws it to, or the guy just grabs it, goes out of bounds, and then throws the inbound pass. You know what I'm talking about? You know how that works in basketball. I do. Okay, so this happened, and unfortunately, as the one player who was throwing the inbound pass, in other words, he's on the baseline, he's technically out of bounds, he's throwing the inbound pass. As he throws it, one of the cheerleaders is doing a cheer behind him. He doesn't see her, and he doesn't see him because they're back-to-back. He's throwing the inbounds pass, and she's doing a cheer behind him. She's doing like a you know like a stunt or something like that, whatever they do, acrobatic move. And she does like a flip, and he ends up bumping into her butt. Okay? Get what I'm saying? So in other words, yeah. he bumps her butt. So he throws the ball inbounds. So they go down to the other end of the court, you know, and then they score down there. And then they come back to the original end of the court, and she goes out on the court on the court to have a word with him because he touched her butt. <laughs> okay. And so she got kicked out because of that. Yes, she's out there finger wagging at the guy, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you touched my butt, you know. But yet he, it was, it was, it was an accident because of the fact that once again they were like back to back. She's got her back toward him. He's got her back toward her. And as he threw the ball in bounds, apparently his hand went and hit her derriere. Okay, I guess that's what happened. It sort of looks that way. The, you know, the follow through. You know, as you throw a ball, you follow through. And when he followed through, his arm came across his body, and he ended up being like right next to her because she just did this flip, and she's like six inches away from him. So she goes out in the course or in the court to have a word with him while the game's going on. They call timeout and and they don't know what to do. And the play by play guys are going like, We don't know what's going on. And then over the PA system, they announce security to to the scores table, security to the scores table. So a bunch of security guys and like three or four cops all walk over there. They go, Well, what's going on? And so the the referee He's have a little conference with them, and they point to the gal. So they go over, and they escort her out of the game. They literally go over. She has to pick up her purse and her, and her and her jacket, and they literally walk her across the court. One of the cops has got her by the arm. They walk her across the court, and they threw her out of the building. <laughs> I'm 
going like, how bizarre is that? You know, I mean, when's the last time you heard of a cheerleader being thrown out? And they and the other team, the team she was for, got a technical foul, and they they shot a foul shot because our our two two technicals or I don't know what it was, one or two free throws because of the fact that the, the cheerleader went out on the on the on the on the court and was wagging her finger at the guy who bumped her butt. Ah, oh, man. That's what she gets. Okay, number two. I'm a car guy. And the big thing right now on YouTube is all these guys who are buying flooded cars. And there's tons of them because you had the hurricane in Florida. You had a, And, and the, the Florida cars are the worst. You know, you know why the Florida cars are the worst? Because what happens when they get the water sea, in? What's that? The ocean. Why, why, you know, I'm going to quiz you down. Why is that? Why is that different than any other? Because it's salt water. Exactly. It corrodes all the connectors. connectors. And nowadays, there's 14,000 computer modules in your car. There's the ECM. There's this module. There's a module that controls the power seats. or module. So if you get salt water in any of those modules, it's pretty much, they corrode the connections. You know that from working, you know, with the FAA. If you get something, it gets, just regular water a lot of time will corrode electronic parts. You know, like, will we'll make contacts not contact. You know what I mean? You know, you've done that before. Everybody's done that kind of stuff. Okay, so this guy, his name is, screen name is Rich Rebuilds. He buys an Audi e-tron. But you know what the Audi e-tron is? The Audi e-tron is like, it's like a crossover kind of vehicle. It's not like a car, but it's not like an SUV. It's sort of in between, you know what I mean? And it's all electric, and it's very, very fast. These are cool cars. Matter of fact, it's funny because a friend of mine here in St. Louis has one of them. And they're very rare. You don't see them. I mean, I think I think his was the first or second Audi e-tron here in St. Louis, okay? And they're expensive. I think they're like six figures. I think they're like $100,000 cars. And they're super cool. So this Rich Rebuilds, that's what his screen name is. You can go check it out. He buys this Audi e-tron that was flooded, but it wasn't flooded with salt water it was somewhere where it got flooded with just like regular water water it was like a river overflowed or something like that and he bought it at the salvage auction whoever owned it you know it only had like four or five thousand miles on it whoever owned it you know the insurance company came and said yeah it's it's you know it's no good we're gonna we're gonna get rid of it so they buy the thing and they take it to his garage and he's got guys that help him out with this and they strip the car on the inside and they start you know, vacuuming it out and trying to get with wet vacs and trying to get all the the you know all the um, you know the the moisture out of it. And they find a bunch of blown fuses because the water shorted stuff out and it blew a bunch of fuses. So they get everything to the point where they get it all. You know, they get all the fuses back in and they get the batteries all charged back up and the whole bit. And it won't start. Well, it's not an electric car. It just won't move. It, it you know the screen has all these fault codes on it. Okay. So what do they do? This is a true story, and it's so bizarre. I'm thinking to myself when I saw this, because this has been going on for like a couple months now, and, you know, they work on this car, and they got it working. You know how they got it working? No. They built a box around the car. Like, they took four by eight sheets of particle board, and they built a box around the car, and they, they rolled the car backwards. And they put tarps under the car, big tarps, and then they rolled the car forwards. In other words, the car's got tarps underneath it. They build this plywood box around the car, and they fill the car inside and around the car with rice. They have literally... Prepared rice no, or just dry rice? dry rice. They have... 
pallets of rice. Literally, they have pallets of rice. They, I don't know, they bought it from some wholesale food company. And literally, these guys are, are breaking open these 25-pound bags of rice and pouring it inside the car, next to the car. And keep in mind, it's in this box, and they've got the box lined with with tarps. So when they get the entire car filled with rice, all around the outside of the car filled with rice, they take the tarps, and they take the tarps, and they close them up, and they, they close it with... A, a ratchet strap, you know what I mean, like a big ratchet strap you use to hold down stuff on your on you know on your trailer, you know your ratchet, you know your I've got those, you know you you know Stay you know Stay classy America. Oh yeah, the ratchet straps. Okay, so mm-hmm. they let the car sit for like a week in rice. Okay, now do you know the whole story? Like with they this? do um, iPhones. Exactly, that's the way I'm going. If you you yeah. hear the story, if you drop your phone in the toilet and stuff like that, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to keep a baggie someplace in your house that's closed filled with rice. So if you drop your your iPhone or your Android or your iWatch or your Walkman, whatever it is, a small electronic device, you quick dry it off. If you got like a, you know, like an air compressor or something like that, or even like a vacuum cleaner where you can switch the hose around, you try to blow as much moisture off as you can. Then you throw it in the the bag with the rice in it and and then you close it up because rice is a desiccant. Which yeah, means it's an absorbent. It absorbs water. So and through the moisture. And you know what else is really interesting? I learned this as well too. You know what is an incredible, incredible uh desiccant that absorbs absorbs moisture? No. Cardboard boxes. They get all soggy. Well, but but even they're all blah. Even if they don't get soggy, they they just absorb moisture. So anyway, these guys take this this Audi e-tron, which won't move, and they get all these fault codes in it, and they build this box. They put the car in the box. They cover, the, you know, they put these 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 tarps around it. They fill the the car with rice, and then they they take the tarps and they tie it off on the tops. In other words, the car is essentially in a giant baggie with rice in it, okay? I'm going like, yeah, like this is going to work. Guess what? It worked. They took the tarps off the car. They put the car in there like for a week. They took the tarps off. They took with their screw guns, they took down the the um uh you know the 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 plywood box they made you know like on it, it wasn't all like on the top of the car it was like it was like you build like a fence around the car so that the, the you know the rice and even show you that one on one sides of the box they cut a great big hole and put a big piece of plexiglass so you, people didn't believe they're not doing this so you could actually see the rice you know like up to like 2 feet so the car is like, you know, like two feet deep in rice, and then they close close it off with the tarps. So, like, they come back a week later. They take the tie wrap off the thing, you know, the the, the ratchet strap off the top. They pull all the tarps off. They start sucking the rice out. They're literally shoveling the rice out. Then when they get to the point where they go inside the car, they're going with shop vacs, and they're vacuuming out the rice, and they're using compressed air to blow the rice out of stuff like that. They roll the car off the tarps, and it's and it moves and they're driving the car. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like nothing happened. Is that bizarre or what? So what does it leave a line of gruel behind it? <laughs> well, the problem they have is that, that they keep finding rice. Like for example, exactly when they turn on and the. Didn't they quit throwing rice at weddings well, because of the pigeons? Right, because the, the birds eat it and then they die. Well, for like example, when he turns on the defroster. Rice flies out <laughs> from the dashboard. Huh. You know, I mean, it's everywhere. It's funny. You know, it's literally.
literally to the point where and it's stuck in all the crevices like around where the headlights are there's rice no matter where and and i'm thinking to myself how much rice did they i mean how did that how much did that cost them and and they literally had pallets of this stuff because you saw him, you know, you saw the guys, and he was like four or five guys, and they're literally grabbing these 25-pound bags, you know, like it's the kind of stuff that like a restaurant supply company would get. You know, like if you have a big, have your big commercial kitchen, you know, they would deliver the rice, not like the little box you buy like at the grocery store, like in 25-pound bags, only they have pallets of these. I don't know how many bags were on it. So I thought that was sort of interesting. Now, I, there's a story I could tell you, and you know this guy, and I don't want to embarrass him, but there was a guy... A computer guy that you know, he was in my leads group. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Okay. So he was telling the story about the thing nice with, with, with the bags of rice. And as, as, a, as, a, as a nice surprise, I bought this expensive desiccant packs. We use desiccant, believe it or not, at radio stations because it's a complicated thing I won't get into. But a lot of radio stations use desiccant in our feed lines, the line that takes the power from the transmitter up to the tower, top of the tower where the antennas are, those lines are hollow and they use desiccant. They use pressurized air, either nitrogen or pressurized air with desiccant in it, and it dries, it keeps moisture out of the line so that they don't blow up because, you know, you high voltage, they arc the whole bit. Okay, so there's a company that makes this stuff and it's like the top of the line desiccant. So I bought a bag of this stuff for him. You know, it's a surprise. Hey, you talked about that last week in our meeting. I ordered and you know, and a thing came in. It's a small little packages. It's like the things when you open up, you know, like a piece of electronic equipment. There's one of these little desiccant packs in there. That's what it does. It keeps the moisture out because it's the, you know, whatever you buy is wrapped in plastic and there's condensation gets in there and ruins the electronics. So they throw out a desiccant pack. And I gave him these desiccant pack and he's like, what's this? And I go, you remember you were talking last week about, about rice? He goes, yeah. I go, this is better than rice. Well, how can it be better than rice? Well, it's desiccant. This is what this is industrial desiccant. Oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Just let your dogs eat it. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Like a dry mouth. I go, once again, use it as a sales technique. Stand up in front of a group of people and say, hey, if your iPhone gets wet, call me and I'll come over with my special baggie with desiccant packages in it. And he goes, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I'm going like, okay, so much for that. Okay, third story. I swear this is a true story. Sunday, and I already told the smartest woman in the world yesterday, and she got a good laugh out of this. Only stuff like this happens to me, Brad, okay? You know me. I am a believer in the man upstairs. I know some people will find that hard to believe, but I'm a believer in the man upstairs. And I believe that the man upstairs will come back, and I say he may already be here. And I've said this before, you know, you've heard me say about this, this he's not going to show up at fan, some fancy schmancy church. He's not going to show up at like some fancy, you know, you know, church. He's going to show up at the bus station. He's going to show up at, you know, he's going to show up at like, you know, Larry Rice's place downtown, or he's going to show up like a homeless shelter. That's when the man, when Jesus will come back, he won't be standing on the arch. He'll be among us. Okay. So as a result of that, and I know people are going like, yeah, the rolling eyes, yeah, right, Brad. I do believe that. I believe that he's, because if you read the Bible, and remember, I'm a reverend, so I can say things like this. <laughs> right, Shelly, I'm a reverend. I've married mm-hmm. people the whole bit. Okay. He, he was among the common people. He was among the lepers. He, was, he hung out with Mary Magdalene, who was a prostitute, okay? 
he was the average guy. He wasn't like rubbing elbows with the president and stuff like that, although I think he knew Caesar, but that's a whole other story. Okay, so I believe that sometimes the people that cross your path could be the guy upstairs. Does that make any sense to you? Do you think I'm full of it? Repeat what you just said. I say sometimes the people that cross my path could be the man from upstairs. I agree with that. Okay. As a result, and I've done this. Like for, he was sitting in the in the seat right next to you when you got hit by that tractor trailer. Maybe. Maybe. But There's more, no maybe about it, Brad. But more importantly, he's the guy who may be on the street corner just standing there. He's the guy sitting in front of the Quickie Mart on Christmas morning when I came out of the Quickie Mart. And he's sitting in front of the Quickie Mart. And he says, hey, bro, you got a buck? And I give him 20 bucks. And I'm not trying to say I'm currying favor of the man upstairs. Okay? So I know I'm drawing this out. So there is a particular intersection I go through quite a bit. There used to be one corner where the guys would work the sign. And now there's two corners. And now there's three corners. And there's a new person who's working one of the corners. And she's very flamboyantly dressed. She's wearing all these very colors. No, no, it's not you. She's very flamboyantly <laughs> dressed. And she has all these fancy weird colored clothes she almost looks like like a gypsy kind of woman you know what Are i mean you like sure it's not me no 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 you know what i'm saying like you know if, what a gypsy woman would look like in your close your eyes a gypsy woman she's got all these flowing clothes looks and, like a tramp and a thief well you know she's just not dressed like most people dress okay so on she's several like a, me. several occasions i've given her and she comes up and it's, it's to the point where i'm always stop at the stoplight she's right there next to me and she's got her sign and she says something about you know help me i'm i'm down and blah 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 and i give her either a buck or five bucks okay so someday how come the dude got a 20 spot and you're giving her five and that was christmas morning that's different christmas morning's different you know everything's times four Okay, so so I pull up next to her on Sunday, and there she was right next to me. So, and she recognized me, and she waves at me because she's seen me before. And I said, "Gave her cash." Well, hold on a minute. Wait, let me finish the story. I say to her, "Hi, how you doing?" And she shakes her head like, "No," like like you know. And I said something else, and she says, "No English, no English." And I said to her, "How much money have you made so far this morning?" Because it was in the, no, it was actually, it was in the early afternoon. I said, how much money have you made so far today? And she shakes her head. No English, no English. And I look at her and I say, I swear to God, you're going to get mad when I tell you this story. I said to her, I looked at her and I said, I've got a hundred dollar bill taped to my rear license plates. It's yours if you grab it. So what happens? She immediately steps off the curb to try to go to the back of my car. <laughs> Shaking my head. <laughs> no English, no English. Until I tell her there's a hundred dollar bill taped to the license plate in the back of my car. Well, currency is <laughs> and, the and, number one. Well, how did she, okay if she if she life. didn't speak English, how did she know what I just said, right? And why did she jump off the curb and walk to the back of my car if she didn't know English? So in other words, I'm thinking to myself, boy, I better watch it this night. So it's, and if, ironically, 
as she starts to walk around to the back of my car. She literally steps off the curb, and she's going around to the back of my car, and the light turns green, and I take off. I'm thinking to myself, man, I see her again. I better have my Kevlar underwear on because she's probably going to blow me out of my car, right? Only in your dreams, man. I'm, I'm going like, and I'm thinking to myself, on one hand, I know people are going, well, that was cruel you said to her. But she's scamming people because she's perfectly fluent in English. You know what I mean? And when she talks, she talks she talks like gibberish. You know, you know, like if someone said to you, hey, do you speak Chinese? You go, you know what I mean? You go, that's not Chinese. You know what I mean? She's doing that number. You know, she's doing like the gibberish junk, you know? So <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I a bad person? No. <laughs> See, Ish. but 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 see, here's the interesting thing. What is the interesting thing, Brad? Tell me. I find it I find it fascinating that I'm oh God. I, this goes back to a Doctor Phil episode years I saw years ago where they did this in really? Las. Oh, they did this in Las Vegas. Are, are you sure you don't have like ovaries? Because you got have to be a woman to watch Doctor Phil. Dr. Phil, rom-com. I still, I, you know, when, back in the day when I used to go home and cook for my kids every day, I'd be home at 4 o'clock. That's when Oprah came on. I'd watch, I'd be in the kitchen cooking from 4 to 5, and I'd be watching Oprah. I can, I probably watched, I don't know, 100 Oprah different episodes, you know, different uh, Oprah ep- episodes. You know, and, and quite honestly, I used to enjoy Oprah Winfrey, you know, until she got really weird. You know, now she's, now she's weird. You know, she's just weird. And by the way, have you seen her boyfriend? What's the guy's name? Have you seen a picture of them recently? Uh Uh-uh. He looks like he's 300 years old. What's his name? He must have lost a lot of weight then. No, no, no. He's still a great big dude. But, and and what's his name? He's got some weird name. Columbine or something like that. Come on, the smartest. No. What Stead, is the, smart, the smartest woman in the world says Stedman. That was his name. Stedman. Yeah, that was his name. Stedman. Yeah. I'm mean, he looks like he looks like somebody beat him with an ugly stick. I mean, he just looks Well, I'm not far behind him. <laughs> he looks uh, he looks terrible. I'm going like, "Okay, Oprah, you got all these magic potions you put on your skin and you got all these doctors that do all this kind of stuff and you look great. Do something for your boyfriend. You know, get that guy looking decent again, you know? I mean, once upon a time he was a good-looking Does he dude. Does look like he's been thrown away? He just looks like you know, you could <laughs> He looks better than some of the homeless guys I'd give money to. Let me put it to that way. You know, I mean, <laughs> he could be out there working the sign, and he'd probably make a thousand dollars an hour because people go, "Oh my God, look at that poor guy. He looks terrible." Here's a hundred dollars. Go get yourself something to eat. You know, he just looks bad. As he gets his B- gets in his BMW and heads <laughs> heads on right, home to. Right. Uh, do. <laughs> right. Remember, <laughs> to refresh your memory, I guess it was a couple years ago on my birthday, I went and worked the sign on, and and I show up, it was on a holiday because my birthday is on, is July 5th, and it was the, and that was the way the, the, the calendar was that year, the, the birth, the, that the, was last year. Brian. No, it was two years ago. The 4th of July was being celebrated on a Sunday. So I went, I went, and, and all the guys were not there working. So, oh, here, I'll take this place. So I'm out there, like a half an hour later, the guy shows up and he gets into a fight with me because I'm on his corner. He tells me about how he he needs that money, and you know. And I said to him, I said, I said, why don't you have a job? I said, you don't get a job anywhere. And Did he, you say that? What's that? Did 
Did you say that? I did say that to I him. I never knew that. Yes. And I said, why don't you have a job? And you know why? Why? He told me. He holds child support. And if he had a job, they'd take the money off his paycheck. True that. <laughs> That's why he's out there working the sign. Yeah. <laughs> because of the fact that, that he's making friend. cash. So if he were working at, at, at in someplace else, they'd track him down and they'd garnish his paycheck. And he'd, you know, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, great father figure. He's out there, you know, working the sign, working for cash, so he can't support his kids. No, so he, no, he can't. So he won't support his kids. Model citizen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's out there screwing the system by working for cash and not paying child support. Yes, we need more people like him, don't we? We do. It's Shelly, the balance. Shelly, what time is it? 7.30. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's... Oh, hold on a minute. I didn't mean to do that. Okay, I screwed up again. That's four, number 42 so far this morning. I'm on track for a 1,000 screw-ups today. You think I can make that today? Yeah. <laughs> I think I can as well, too. Okay. Do you ever read any of these stories, that, like the story behind the story of something that you know, that you, you think you know a fair amount about, and then you find out you don't know anything about it? Yes. Okay. It happens to me every day. Over the weekend, someone sent me this interesting article, and it's titled, where did I find this? It was, it's, it's called the Herald Weekly, and the article is a long article, and it says, Dishy Factoids and Shocking Backstories from Star Trek. Okay? Now, for those of you, and what's interesting is, think about it for a minute. Star Trek has become... It's like Star Wars. It's become this huge. It's almost like, you know, like the whole thing going on with like the Marvel comic book characters. You know, we've got Batman and Superman and Ant-Man and all these other kind of things. Okay. There's a lot of them. Right. Okay. And it's to the point where now what they do is they keep redoing different versions. It's Batman Returns and Batman scratches his butt and Batman goes to White Castle on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? It's weird stuff. Okay? They keep coming up with weird stuff. Okay? So the origin of Star Trek was originally it was a pilot that was produced by Desilu Studios. And you know who Desilu Studios was? Yeah, that's Desi and uh, Lucille Ball. Right. Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball. And matter of fact, there was a movie about them recently. So for those of you who don't know who they are, they were a uh, they were married in real life, and they were married on TV in the I Love Lucy series, which is still playing. You know, you know, we talk about this kind of stuff. Sometimes my kids amaze me. They'll go like, "Hey, Dad, have you ever watched so and so when you were grow- growing up?" I go, "Yeah, all the time." You know, because they've come by these shows that they've seen like on TV Land and things like that. Okay. I read this thing. I couldn't put it down. It's a very long article and talks about all this crazy backstory that it was started by Desi Lu Studios and the the um, Star Trek that and they only did three seasons of it. Did you know this? The only the show was only on TV. It was on NBC for three seasons, and the very first pilot, Spock was not Spock. He was called Number One, and and he had a red face. But it wasn't Leonard Nimoy. And Captain Kirk was not William Shatner. And the very first pilot they did, which never never was aired, when they showed it to the NBC executives, the NBC executives shot it down because they said it was too educated. It was it was it was it was not for the average TV viewer. It was too sophisticated. 
it was complicated. And, and it, it took people to go like, well, hold on a minute now. What are they talking about? Warp speed and stuff like that. Okay. So then they redid it. And Desi, Desi uh, supposedly, Lucille Ball loved the idea of Star Trek. And she championed the cause. And they did redid the, the pilot with the people we know now, with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy and and all these kinds of people okay mm-hmm. zulu and 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 what was the name what was the jean luc picard no 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 he came later but see that's that's all the reincarnations yeah, that's okay that's but see said that's all the different reincarnations there have been movies and different tv shows and the whole bit so mm-hmm. the things did not go well for 3 seasons and nbc and then what happened was desilu studios got bought out by paramount and paramount hated the show thought it was stupid thought it was dumb thought it was stupid and not only that they cut the budget back so they had to cheapen up things and stuff like that so there's all these bizarre stories about how everybody hated william shatner everybody all the people on the on all the other actors just hated him because he was like the ultimate prima donna and he had written into his contract that in every single episode he had the most lines he always had the most number of lines in in each each episode and if for some reason there was an episode where he didn't have the most number of lines, him and his agent would go through the script and they would cut out other actors' lines so he had more lines. I'm going, like, okay, this is unbelievable. They all hated him. Now, Gene Roddenberry was the creator of this. He got so mad after Paramount bought it out that he refused to participate in the third season, so they hired another director. And But Gene Roddenberry was shall we say, having some coaching sessions with not one, not two, but three of the women who were on the show. They did that back then. <laughs> yeah, openly, like, right, almost. the Harvey Weinstein stuff, like all that crazy stuff. My biological father was like that. Ah, we won't touch that one. So anyway, it goes on to talk about how how it got so bad that that they would try to rewrite, and the actors would have this subtle little little. Um, they would do this. What do you call it? They would be like. I don't know what the term for it, but the idea would be is if they didn't like the way the scripts were written, and and as as the show went into the third, third season, they started cutting back on the budget, and you couldn't do this, you couldn't have this special effect because that was going to cost them $2,000, you couldn't do this, you couldn't have that. So the actors are rebelling. The actors started rebelling so that none of them would read their lines right. They would purposely mess up their lines all the time. So they so in other words, if there were a scene that they thought was stupid, they would just go out and record this the they would film the scene, but they would blow their lines. And the director says, Cut, 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 do it again. And they just keep blowing the lines, finally, okay, we can't do that scene, so just cut it out of the show. So NBC ran the show and and then there's this huge fight between Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner. They hated each other. And the real... They did? The real... Yes, they hated each no, other. they Yes, didn't. they hated each other. And the real hate factor was George Takai, who was Sulu. Sulu? Yeah, they they were, they were absolutely positively at, at, at each other's throats all the time. They hated... There was a factor because they just hated each other. And to this day, George Takai, he used to be on Howard Stern all the time. He would tell all sorts of William Shatner stories about how he's a big jerk and he was a big egotistical knucklehead and stuff like that. And he was always, you know, up, you know upstaging people and stuff like that. So then the episode, they go three seasons... And all these people are out of work. Well, then the part of the thing that's funny is 
This was the show was on from 1966 to 1969. That was the only time it was on. And then, and then NBC, which at the time, or Paramount or somebody had the rights to it, and they started showing it in reruns. And it wasn't until the 70s when the original three seasons went into reruns that the show became popular and then developed this cult following that they called the Trekkies. Now, if you ever want to see a great movie, it is one of my all-time favorite, favorite movies. It's Galaxy Quest. Have you ever seen Galaxy Quest before? I have. <laughs> is that a good movie or what? Hold on a minute. Hilarious. Essentially, what Galaxy Quest is, Galaxy Quest is a shot at Star Trek. And what it does, if you know the whole story behind Galaxy Quest, it has uh, Tim the Toolman in it, Tim Allen, and Sigourney Weaver Weaver and a bunch of other people. And and what's-his-face from from, um, Die Hard, who is just an incredible actor, um, who died way too too soon. Uh, Can't remember his name. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Anyway... They parody Star Trek, and they parody the fact that here's once upon a time these very famous actors, and now they're like doing they're doing car shows, they're doing grand openings at like uh you know at a at a mall and things like that. They've, or they've, they're on the Hallmark Channel. Right? No, no, they're they're just they're doing anything to make a buck. But the whole thing, and you read this article, and like one of them is the lady who who is the what what's her name? The black lady who was in she was like the navigator was, was Sahora. What was her name? You know who I'm talking about? Her real, her real name, and and you and I talked about this the other day. That I say things have changed, and there's, for the most part, not much discrimination anymore. Yes, there's still discrimination. That's human nature. You know, black people will always not like white people, and vice versa. And Indians will not like white people. I mean, not all of them, but some people. And people live in West County don't like people live in North County. And people live in St. Charles County are made fun of by people live in in Chesterfield. You know, that's human nature. I'm sorry, but to give you an idea how bad it is. What was her name? Her, her real name is Nichelle, not Michelle, but Nichelle, N-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, Nichelle Nichols. She's a black lady. Talked about the fact that when she would show up at the studio, the guards would not let her go in the main gate. Can you believe that? Unfortunately, I do. Because she was black. She had to go back. She had to go back. That was back in that time, wasn't it? Yes. She had to go back. um, Uhura. That's right. Uhura. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what you were asking. Uh, I'm sorry. And says Nichols' portrayal of Uhura was groundbreaking for African-American actresses on American television. Now, and talked about the kiss. You know about the kiss? I do know about the kiss. The kiss between William Shatner, Captain Kirk, and Nichelle Norris, a.k.a. Uhura. And how the censors at NBC went ape, you know what, over that. And they were like, not, we're not allowed that. We're having a white guy kiss a black woman. That doesn't happen. That's not allowed. We don't allow that. Nowadays, it's like no big deal. You got Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. You know, they're making out in public. You know, they got kids together and stuff like that. What do they call them? West and, and East and Southwest or whatever their kids' names. You know, they're all weird names. You know what I mean? Isn't that is there isn't her daughter named North or something like that? Anyway, it was just fascinating and talked about how 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 and then Gene Roddenberry apparently is like the not, not the nicest guy in the world. He's making out with all the he's having an affair at one point in time. He's having an affair with three of the women on Star Trek, and he's got three different apartments where he's like meeting he's shacking up with three different women on the on the uh, on on the, the set and he's got three apartments down the street from the studios where they're filming this at out in out in Hollywood and he's married 
I'm going like, he's a nice guy, <laughs> Mister Mister True to Your Wife. He's got three gals. Mister True to Your Wife. Um, he's got uh-huh. he's got three side chicks, and and he goes home after work every day. Honey, was it tough? Oh, boy, oh, I was tough at work today. That William Shatner. Yeah, boy. And he's not at work at all. He's like door hopping, you know, from girlfriend to girlfriend to girlfriend who are all on a set. I'm going like, this is unbelievable. And the thing goes on and on and on and talks about all these crazy different aspects of of Star Trek and like J.J. Abrams, you know who he is. He's a director, and how 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 William Shatner hates him because he directed one of the Star Trek and one of the Star Wars movies. So he hates him because because there's a cult among these. You're either a Trekkie or you're a Star Wars person. You're not. You can't be both. You can't like both. You have to either be a Star Trek person or a Star Wars person. You can't go back and forth. It's here, right here. We go. Um, I'll just read you one short paragraph. The Shatner-Nimoy rivalry. The top two stars at the helm of Star Trek experienced an intense rivalry while the show aired but grew to be best buddies post-production. They happily made appearances at Mr. Spock and Captain James T. Kirk and genuinely enjoyed each other during co- uh, other company. During production, however, Shatner once went to Roddenberry, deeply concerned that Spock's popularity might overcome his rank as Captain Kirk. Roddenberry advised him not to fear working with well-liked and talented people. The feud ended on a sour note. When Nimoy died, Shatner did not attend the funeral. Why? Because he was still mad at him. I can see that. And matter of fact, it's a matter of principle. <laughs> and among among the Trekkies, because they said that when he did not show up at Leonard Nimoy's funeral, they renamed William Shatner Captain Jerk <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> instead of Captain Kirk. He's Captain Jerk. It was, yeah. It was just fascinating. He was a little space hoe. And it talked about how how all the how none of these people they made they got like two thousand dollars an episode. That's what they were making, and none of them got residuals or anything like that. And and um and it goes on and on and on. Um, matter of fact, J.J. Abrams. Shatner called Abrams a pig, a franchise pig, because the director signed on to do a Star Wars movie as well. So in other words, he's saying, um, and get this, Shatner's contract included an exclusive term. Shatner's self-importance was also written into his Star Trek contract. It required Captain Kirk, we talked about this before, have the most lines in each episode. If the if the script fell short, other characters' lines were omitted. Another exclusive t- stipulation gave Shatner higher prominence in the credits. Get this. Dr. Spock was overshadowed by specific conditions in the agreement that stated Leonard Nimoy's credit to be no more than 75% of the typeface to William Shatner. Can you believe that? <laughs> so so when the credits, William Shatner's uh, name had to be 25% larger than Leonard Nimoy's. In the, I'm going no like, way. It's in the contract. They said it's in the contract. That's so funny. Yeah. I wonder if he just wanted all green m and Get this. <laughs> Who received the most fan mail? Scott Spock got most of the show's fan mail, much to the captain's chagrin, especially those by female fans. Shatner was so resentful and envious, he not only took Spock's lines, but he kept track of the lines on the script, making sure his character had the most. Shatner admitted those jealous feelings in his later years, saying he handled things poorly. And he'd go to uh, Nimoy diligently worked at responding to fan mail. He answered his fan mail. He was shocked when he received a memo from the studio that said he was no longer allowed to use the studio's pens, pencils, and paper for correspondence with new budding Trekkies because guess what? William Shatner said he's spending studio money responding to the fan mail, so they made him buy his own stationery, his own pens and pencils to respond to the fan mail. <laughs> really? Yes, can you believe that? I mean, 
<laughs> no, I can't, actually. <laughs> oh, meanwhile, Leonard Nimoy could not handle sudden fame in the barrage of fan mail. It would have been better served in Shatner's mailbox. The anxiety led to his drinking problem. Nimoy started unwinding after the day's shoot with one drink, but it led to more. Nimoy said that he eventually realized he became drink-dependent. Drink he handled the issue so well by never drinking at work. In fact, no one knew he had a problem until it came out in the memoirs and talked about how he'd go, they'd shoot all day long, then he'd go to a bar and just get sloshed. He'd be drunk, and he turned into an alcoholic because he... <laughs> but he must have been a functional now, alcoholic. Now get this. Spock, who was a method actor who at 36 had never landed a significant role. He had been teaching, acting, and performing theater roles for about 10 years. When he was offered the top Vulcan in charge of the Enterprise, he took it. But to the but the fame of Spock was tough to manage. As a method actor, he stayed in character all the time. Shatner complained that he spends more time as Spock than he does at Nim- as Nimoy. Nimoy created First Officer Spock. He made up the Vulcan salute, which later came out to be derived from a sacred Hebrew sign he learned as a kid in the synagogue <laughs> so this is something that came from his jewish childhood of uh, doing the vulcan salute i'm going like okay this is just this whole thing's just too weird and the article goes on and on and on and it's just bizarre i mean stuff you would never even know i mean like like <laughs> get this scriptwriter dorothy fantana was disguised Dorothy Catherine Fontana was an aspiring scriptwriter just trying to make it in Hollywood. She took secretarial work at the Star Trek set in hopes of making it. Her ideas impressed Roddenberry. She masterminded key episodes and was instrumental in developing Spock's Vulcan identity, yet she was only tangentially recognized. Things were different in the midst of the 1960s feminist movement. She went virtually uncredited. She wrote scripts under the pseudonym Michael Richards because they would not let her use her name because women didn't write scripts back then. Uh, she did use your gender-free DC Fontana credit to assuage Roddenberry and the network, who, like the mainstream, weren't gung-ho about women in important positions like television writing. Here you got a woman who's writing some of the scripts, and they won't let her use her name because they don't want to make it look like a woman was writing scripts. has to be a man. So once again, I say to you, racially and sexually, we've come a long way. A long Baby. way. A long way. You know, we celebrate black Anjali. actors we know we celebrate black actors we celebrate actors of all different you know of the the super bowl who was the biggest who was the biggest celebrity in the super bowl rihanna okay interesting thing the two two quarterbacks the two quarterbacks in the super bowl two black guys okay okay once again you know uh, the cardinals just announced we're going they're going to have a woman coach in the cardinals okay things, i heard that things have changed and, you know, what drives me nuts is people say, oh, we're still discriminated against. Blacks are still discriminated against. Well, guess what? I'm discriminated against because I'm a white dude, okay? I'll come out and say that. I'm a white radio guy. I got people that don't like me because I'm in the radio business. I got people liking me because I don't like me because I grew up in North County. I got people that don't like me because I don't drive a fancy car. You know, that's life. Everybody is weird like that, you know? We all have our biases, but it ain't the way it used to be. Because I got in trouble the other morning because I said things have changed a lot since the 50s and 60s racially where, you know, black people had to use. You know, we talked about the fact that Sammy Davis Jr. couldn't stay at the hotel he was performing at in, in yeah. Las Vegas. That doesn't happen anymore. I mean, yes, there's still incidents of discrimination, but you know what? There's still incidents of weird things going on. I mean, neighbors hating each other because one guy cuts his grass too short. You know what I'm saying? Trust me, been there, done that. <laughs> I had a neighbor who come over and criticize the way I cut my grass. Was I supposed to respond? Yes. Oh. 
You're supposed to say the time. Oh, it's 7.54. I thought that... Uh, we got to stop. When you say the time, that means I got to play commercials. What's the uh, time again? I did not know the new rules. What's, Sorry. What's the time again? 7.54. You know what, what? I got to do? I got to end that song early because I screwed up. You're on up. the air. I know I'm on the air. Because of the fact that I screwed up, I got to end that song early because we're running out of time. We got to say our goodbyes. We got to get out of here by 7.59.59. Otherwise, the computer grabs me in the groin and it hurts. I see. <laughs> you don't know about that? <laughs> no. It's the ultimate punishment. I got this computer that inflicts inflicts pain upon you if you don't do what you're supposed to do. I think that's from Star Trek. Isn't that what you say? Pain makes you grounded? Yeah, pain. I think everybody should have pain in their life. I mean, you know, physical, mental I pain. I do. I do. Seriously. I, I think that, that's what I have a morning show with. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and back at you. I just. I just. <laughs> I just beat you from saying that because I know you were going to say that. Well, well, hold on a minute. She's still singing. Hold up. Be quiet. We don't want to hear you anymore. Hold up. I don't like that song anyway. See, as a disc jockey, you're never supposed to say, I hate that song. You're supposed to say, I love all the songs we play here. No, I hate all the songs we play here. There hold are on. some that I, I can't have to get say that you have not really played I can't a get... lot of male whiny songs. <laughs> because I try to get rid of male whiny songs. I don't like... See... Women sing popular songs. You know, you know, uh, all the women we have on here sing popular songs. It's guys on here going, eh, like like the the stupid like what's the what's Mr. BVD, Mr. Underwear dude. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, we kid about him. Uh, what's his name? Louis Capaldi. You know, oh, it was whiny. My girlfriend left me. Now I have to lay around the pool in my underwear. Oh, my girlfriend, she dumped me. I'm still feel so bad. I hope you, I hope you remember me. And the woman would sing the song. That guy lays around the swimming pool in his underwear. I don't care about it anymore because he lays around the swimming pool in his underwear. I think he's a jerk, and that's okay, why I dropped. I, I hate to talk. Stop this scintillating conversation. Seven fifty nine. <laughs> Everybody, have Shelly's a great doing day. Time management. Quick, quick, real quick. Okay, have a great day. It's peace and oh, I It's 8 o'clock. You screwed up.